Money FM 89.3, the best of prime time. In the spotlight on Money FM 89.3. Now, sustainability has become a salient topic in recent years. You don't need me to tell you that. More business stakeholders, such as investors and customers, are paying closer attention to the impact of sustainable practices on their ecosystem and business operations as a whole. ESG has become a buzz term indeed, and very important. The increased interest and awareness also means more job opportunities in the sustainability space, as well as demand for labour with the relevant skills. Now, according to LinkedIn's new Global Green Skills Report 2022, the portion of green talent, workers with the knowledge or skills needed to support environmental sustainability now and in the future in the global workforce, rose from 9.6% in 2015 to over 13% so far this year. It's a 38.5% growth rate. Let's find out more with Tay Elan, Chief Sector Skills Officer from NTUC Learning Hub. They have their own findings and they're doing more to help equip more people for the booming sector. Hi, Elan. Thanks for joining us. Hi, Bharati. Thanks for having me this evening. Now, Elan, I'm pretty sure that you've heard this before. You have the perfect name for a place like the NTUC Learning Hub. His name is actually spelled E-Learn, as in L-E-A-R-N. So congratulations. Did they hire you just based on that, are you think? <laughs> I, I, I hope not. I hope not. I hope I actually contribute in more ways than that. I'm uh, sure. Yeah. I'm sure you do. And you're just about to contribute to our audience's knowledge in this area as well. Now, in your NTUC Learning Hub special report on sustainability, nine in 10 business leaders agree that it's important to integrate sustainability into their organization's overall business strategy. But it also found that while the awareness is high, implementation is slow. What are the reasons for this? But I think, I think, as you have highlighted, I think there's been increasing focus on sustainability, uh, both internationally and locally. And, and also, I think given the state of uh, news on the environmental issue in recent years, I think many organizations and individuals are actually aware of the fragility of the environment and it's the importance of uh, its protection. Uh, but being aware and understanding the issues or what to do about it are quite different. Uh, our survey actually found that uh, the main challenge that organizations face um, they have difficulty in aligning some of their sustainability goals with, with how the overall company's direction and goals are. So business leaders actually found it quite difficult to align and integrate some of these sustainability strategies into the overall organization, uh, both during the goal setting and implementation stages of uh, their sustainability uh, endeavors. And this is compounded by, by actually a lack of knowledge uh, as well as expertise in sustainability within the company. In fact, many of the business leaders that we surveyed agreed that their organizations uh, actually need external help to help them pursue their sustainability uh, endeavors. There are many other reasons, also some, some other reasons cited, uh, including things like business leaders are unsure how they can measure the outcome of their efforts, difficulties in translating sustainability goals into action, 
uh, of course, as well as the perennial problem of resourcing and business priorities as well. Mm. So it sounds like a lot of this can actually be resolved if they have the right talent, right? If they have the leaders with the right skills, if they have workers who work under those leaders, who understand the problem and are able to chart the way forward for the company in the sustainability arena. Yes, absolutely. You know, a common pitfall uh, that organizations actually uh, face is trying to bridge the knowledge action gap. So even when executives set sustainability goals into their business strategies, few were actually uh, able to take action to accomplish their objectives. Um, so 86% of the business leaders we surveyed either strongly agree or somewhat agree that there's a gap in expertise and skills around the sustainability in their organization. In fact, more than half of them actually said that uh, their organizations need help to train their employees with the relevant skills in uh, sustainability. So indeed, I think understanding the issues and understand, applying it within the sectors and the industry that they are in is indeed something that uh, business leaders are looking for. We'll get to some of your programs in just a moment. But at this point, as you look at the sector as a whole, what are the most in-demand green jobs and the priority skills that are needed? Mm, uh, um, According to the SkillsFuture Singapore Green Economy Report last year, uh, in fact, there are more than 450 job roles uh, across 17 sectors. Uh, and this ranges from manufacturing and trade and connectivity to infocom and communication technology, financial services, hospitality as well. Clusters of these uh, priority skills uh, that were cited in their report include areas like green process design, carbon footprint management, environmental management, and sustainability management. Many of these uh, skills are transferable and therefore they are applicable to a large number of job roles across uh, the multiple sectors. So individuals possessing these uh, priority skills will have multiple job opportunities across the 17 sectors. Mm. So to help meet this demand, NTUC Learning Hub I know offers a range of courses catering to both companies, organisations and individuals who perhaps might be in a different phase of embarking on a sustainability journey. Give us an idea of what you're offering. The demand for talent and sustainability uh, actually has indeed opened up many opportunities for those who are considering switching to a role in sustainability. You know, um, we have a range of sustainability-related uh, causes catering to both companies and individuals who are, who are, like you say, are in different phases of their sustainability journey. So, for example, for companies or individuals who want to raise their awareness in a topic, we offer causes uh, to help them acquire basic knowledge like understanding sustainability for business and the energy management awareness. Um, for those who are already decided and embarking on their sustainability journey, the causes we offer are things like uh, fundamentals of carbon footprint and carbon market, uh, sustainability reporting and enterprise risk management, and, and then there are companies who or individuals who want to deepen their sustainability uh, efforts in certain specific areas. We have uh, areas like energy management systems, electric vehicle costs for technicians and even urban farming professional causes for those who have the green fingers. Yeah. Mm. To what extent are companies supportive of actually upskilling and retraining even their existing employees in this arena? Are they providing the requisite amount of support 
or are people just coming on their own, are individuals coming to get trained in this arena on their own steam? Um, we, we, we have a mix of both. I think employers uh, are actually very keen to help their employees learn and upskill. Um, but as we shared just now, a lot of them uh, themselves face the challenge of trying to align uh, the priorities of the business uh, objectives with uh, sustainability goals. So um, what we end up doing is really to sort of work with them to understand where they are and how to raise awareness within the company. Because as you rightfully pointed out, um, environment is only one area of sustainability. Mm. Um, the social bit is, is the other aspect. Uh, I think in that, in that space, employers are doing quite a lot more because when you talk about social, you talk about uh, helping their employees upskill and uh, grow in the organization. Um, in terms of employment, um, they are all uh, contributing to that. Individually, I think it's more on the uh, specific skills area. So when we offer the electric vehicle and uh, urban farming professional courses, I think these are where we see a lot more individuals uh, taking up because these are uh, specific skill sets that they can actually apply uh, both in office as well as in their personal space. To what extent will students be well-equipped for job placements immediately after taking such a course? Training is actually increasingly outcome-based, and getting a job is probably the best outcome of the course. Yeah. So, so students who complete their program that they sign up for will generally be ready for the job market. And in our case, to help our students in their job search, we, we have set up a jobs and career advisory team to work with employers who are recruiting and, uh, and also job placement partners. You know, over the last two years, our team actually has successfully helped many of our students from our SG United uh, program in their job search. So, yeah, they are largely um, ready for the job market. And uh, because it's WSQ certified, they are actually recognized both by the Workforce Singapore as well as the industry. Mm. To what extent do you also address leadership in the sustainability space? Because, as you mentioned, there are issues with alignment, right? So Mm -hmm. that goes to strategy, doesn't it? And that's a pretty high-level role within a company. For example, C-suite leaders need to be able to shape and align strategy accordingly. Is there any help available in that regard from NTUC Learning Hub? So there's a space that actually the key driver is uh, Enterprise Singapore. And Enterprise Singapore uh, have a program. uh, They have appointed three training providers to help the C-suite as well as the board of directors to work out their sustainability strategy as well as uh, the broad implementation roadmap. Right, right. So there is help available at that level as well. Here's the thing, Elon, let's look at this issue from a slightly different perspective. In 2022, just this year, Accenture did a survey and it showed that 77% of APEC individuals aged 15 to 39 say they actually want to work in the green economy within 10 years. But many solutions to the climate crisis, like clean hydrogen, carbon capture, utilization and storage, these are just being developed. So roles specifically in these areas are few and far between. And apparently there may not be enough jobs uh, for the demand that we're looking at. So what's your perspective on that? Might we face a different problem in the near future where there are people who want the jobs, but the jobs have not been developed yet? 
when we look back at how the world has evolved, uh, sustainability, in fact, is not a new issue. It has been with us uh, for a while. Yeah. And, and actually, people who have started uh, this sustainability journey uh, from day one, they have already acquired quite a bit of uh, deep skills and knowledge in terms of applying, not just in the space that they started out in, but also expanding as the scope of ESG uh, evolves. Similarly, while it's true that there are more and more new technologies as well as more and more new form of energy coming into our system, there will definitely be newer demands coming online in the future, uh, which may not be available right now. However, having said that, if you start dabbling into the industry, which will evolve into some of those sectors that you mentioned, uh, then the transition will be far easier and faster given the, the urgency of what the world is uh, looking at in terms of the sustainability issue at the moment. Right. You've got to take an anticipatory approach yeah, to some extent. Now, yes. there are industries that I know are more ready to hire now, and you mentioned them earlier, but these are so-called unsexy sectors. That same Accenture study showed that by 2030, some 6.5 million jobs will be created to produce renewable energy, for example, to power grids in Australia, China, India, Indonesia, Japan. Yet just 15% of the region's young people want to work in the energy industry. To what extent do you think perhaps these industries also perhaps need to do a rebranding in order to attract talent? When we look at how the various sectors have evolved, there are already existing industries like the financial industry, uh, which is going quite heavy on carbon management as well as uh, green financing. Um, so yes, I think those uh, existing mature industries uh, are generally ready for this transition. Uh, but as you said, as we move into newer, uh, more uh, less attractive sectors, I think as the industry evolves, uh, there will be new um, understanding of how it works and then the sexiness or attractiveness of this particular industry will change. And now one, one, one case in example that we have is the agri-tech sector that we are talking about, mm. which traditionally farming is obviously not something that uh, the younger generation will want to, uh, to end their touch on. But once you uh, superimpose that with technology, because you are talking about sensors, you talk about AI, you talk about IoT, uh, and, and you can see how it changes uh, in terms of application of technology and in the sector, I think certainly that understanding, the deeper understanding of how the sector has changed will certainly see a, a, a different or shine a different light on those industries uh, for the younger generation. Thank you very much for your time today, Elan. That was Tay Elan, Chief Sector Skills Officer from NTUC Learning Hub. And thanks for telling us about some of the courses that people can take advantage of as well at this time. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.